Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome to the Sandcast with Try and Travis. Brought to you as always by Volleyball Mag, our friends over at Wilson, and one of our new new sponsor sponsors, and one of our favorite sponsors, Kona Brewing Co. Kona Brew. Travis is sampling uh, the longboard right now. My favorite. It's since, so good. Since back in the day when I was <laughs> barely 21. <laughs> yeah, definitely one of my faves. I'm on board. It's funny that we get a beer sponsor when like I'm experimenting with a gluten-free mm-hmm. or limited gluten diet and yeah. you can't really drink. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, <laughs> but that's what it's all about. It's kind of like that relaxed, uh, laid-back yeah. lifestyle, right? Yeah. It's not that, that. We're not ripping it on Sandcast. It's, it's not that party <laughs> party style beer. It's the, yeah. it's the one life, right? <laughs> that's, that's their motto. Um, yeah, we're stoked, though. Yeah. Our... our uh, Podcast fridge is stocked. Stocked. We yeah. How many cases did you get? Like, uh, get a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> as much as they could carry yeah. to the door. So if anybody's listening to this and wants to come on the show, you will not be thirsty yeah, on Sandcast true. anytime in the near future. We also got some monster in there. We're fully. Yeah, stocked. you got the monster hat on right now, right? Yes, sir. Looked good in uh, in Huntington. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. some love on the Amazon Prime. Yeah, we're. Uh, Stealing all the tour sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way you want it. Dude, the um, the Amazon Prime stream, obviously you didn't get a chance to watch it, thankfully, since you were still in it all the way through the semis. Um, the, the stream was great. It was, That's what I heard. It was awesome because you could, um, it was like DVR, like you could rewind, you can go back, and whereas last year, like, um, you couldn't even, like, I couldn't even go back and find my own match, but this year, like, you can go back as far as you want, you can pause, it was great. Yeah, I watched... Um K Spear versus uh, Kim Shulk, or sorry, K Spear and Kim Shulk yeah. against um, Billy and Stafford because we played the winners. Yeah. So for Good the match. first time in the AVP, I could go back and watch guys play and scout them the night before. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, it's fun. And I feel like uh, to Kevin and Cameron, if Kevin Barnett and Cameron are when the commentators on Amazon Prime, they've like settled in. Yeah, and whereas before they were kind of like feeling it out a little bit, I feel like they're kind of in their element, and like they both do such a good job of like getting to know the players. Yeah, so they're really comfortable, and I, I thought it showed in, in like some of the commentary. Yeah, I mean that was a successful event. Yeah, I thought stadium was packed pretty early. It was mobbed even on all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, Amazon was a hit. Everyone loved it. You could tell by the how much feedback we were getting from people. They were watching our outside court matches and. Dude, it's really cool. I'm I'm stoked at what the AVP is doing. Yeah, it's uh like everything's heading like there's their off season was great. Like they might have had the best off season of any team on the AVP. Like the AVP announced that like they're increasing prize money, added Hawaii. They're bringing Dane um, Blanton in. Bigger too, draws, heard, right? yeah. So I think Dane was in Golf Shores oh, okay, commentating great. for mm-hmm. the NCAA championships. Which congratulations to UCLA for winning their second in a row. <sighs> Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> USC did a good job because, I mean, they got upset by Stetson first round. First yeah. eight to ever beat a one. And then they came all the way back from the contender's bracket to be back in the final. So good on them for not just shutting it down. What a big week for volleyball. It was crazy because right. then we had the indoor uh, national championships, too, which congrats to Long Beach for winning that <sighs> one. And then we had, <laughs> and then we had uh, Malaysia. Uh, three-star FIVB, which congrats to Reed, Pretty, and Theo Bruner for taking a silver. Um, and, I was going to say And Brooke again, Sweat, <laughs> Brooke Sweat <laughs> and Carrie Wallace Jennings for also taking a silver on the women's side. 
Yeah, um, exactly. So it was a ton going on this week. I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, if you're a volleyball fan, like you could just be packed with entertainment the entire weekend. Yeah, I wish that one of them would go a weekend earlier or a weekend after. Yeah. So it wasn't sure. just you get like everything at once. Yeah, it's like NFL playoffs and NBA playoffs and yeah. like all your favorite sports happening at the same time. Yeah. You just don't know what to choose. Yeah, but the great, the good thing is that there is that many options mm-hmm. for our fans to be entertained by our sport. You know, before yeah. it was like you'd be lucky to watch one thing on a any particular weekend. Now we got options. Yeah, lots of options, and like cool. re- and like all the streams are like really quality. Like ESPN does a great job with the college championships, and mm-hmm. Amazon does an excellent job um, with the AVP. And I mean the FIVB is. They kind of got to catch up with their streaming. Like, there's no reason yeah. that, that they have to wait until the semis and the finals to stream it, um, which, for whatever reason, they do. Right. And then the women's didn't even have a commentator for the finals, which I thought was pretty odd. Yeah, I don't understand that, especially it's an organization that has so much money, right? Like, they're huge. Well, I know on the beach side, I think the beach gets money from the indoor to make sure it doesn't lose money. So I don't know if there's like <laughs> well, money on the beach FIDB side. as a whole. Yeah. But you'd think that would be like the main thing is like getting it in front of fans. Yeah. You want it to be worldwide. I mean, you know that there's only going to be limited amount of fans on site. Yeah. So like streaming would be the best way to get it out yeah, there. Yeah, there I was think. no one in Malaysia. Right. Yeah. There's like two fans. Yeah. For the women's finals. Exactly. <laughs> so it's trouble. Um, oh. But so this episode is kind of a, a Huntington recap and kind of a look at things moving forward. Um, you and Trevor, I thought, played as probably were by far the best team through Sunday morning. And then I think Jake, it wasn't necessarily that you guys played any worse. Jake and Taylor just kind of woke up. They kind of yeah. slept, walked a little bit through. Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I think Phil and Nick made them wake up a little bit. Um, yeah, they no, they certainly were back in, in good form when they played against us. We Our level went down a little bit, I think. Um, but obviously they forced that. It's always going to be a battle when we play them. Um, but, damn. Old man Jake Gibb. Still doing it. the best to me again. Still yeah. doing it. No, he's, he's legit. And Taylor, of course, is just... So good. Um, but, yeah, no, we had a good tournament, man. We, we're stoked on that, especially to start the year off uh, that way. We're just in our own zone, siding out really well, serving. Everything was just kind of on point for a little while there. It's a, It could be a blessing, though. You know, you don't want to start too hot. Yeah. Because it's like in that tournament. That's we were feeling great. <laughs> and, and us going to three with Jake and Taylor felt like crap because we had felt like we were playing such flawless volleyball right. before. So, you know, on a bigger scale, maybe it was best that we... And how was it with you? Because you played a couple AVPs at the end of last year, but you were still kind of in that mode where, all right, like, I'm just glad to be able to play again. Let's have fun. Not that you weren't being competitive, but mm-hmm. you weren't... You hadn't been training that much. This offseason, like, you and Trevor have been going, like, five days a week yeah. with Jose Loyola. And this is, like, you came in. Was it any different coming in knowing that you were in a position to win and not just be out there and be like the feel good story, even though like, like yeah. I mean, you still have that narrative, but it's different. Yeah. No, it was definitely, uh, definitely different. Like I did not expect to win last year. Actually, I was shocked when we, uh, we, when we did so well, I didn't even think we would get 
as far as we did. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought we 100% had a chance to win it. We were feeling so good through this off season that we've made some serious strides with Jose, like you mentioned, and um, we're, we're very confident going into it. And then, yeah. like, you know, going through team, mowing through teams the first two days was like, all right, I think we were right about it. And then we got a little bit humbled there by Jake and Taylor, but it's still a three-set match, which, you know, you can't really be mad about. Yeah. Um, Especially it was tied 10-10. So, uh, yeah, like, that's true. You know. Yeah. No, it just hurts that much more when you're having such a good week, you know? Yeah. And you know if you can maintain that level. Um, but that's what the best teams do. They take you out of your comfort zone. Um, but it felt different, for sure. It was... It was like I'm back with a chance to win it, with the intention to win this tournament. Right. And, uh, yeah, it just felt like how it used to be, except now I feel wiser, a little more, like, uh, mindful of what's going (laughs) on, and I'm in more of a leadership role. Like, me and Trevor really share that leadership, Um, whereas before I was in my old mindset where I would just go, don't think, just go. And anything you need to do, Hayden will tell you what to do. (laughs) so now I need to think too which is what I wanted I wanted to be able to take on that role right so now we're playing playing it and uh we got a lot of a lot of uh work to do though for sure yeah well what I I really liked what you and Trevor were able to do to the bracket as the eight seed was that you you threw some wrenches in there because last year was pretty chalky for the most of it. Like, like there were no major upsets mm-hmm. you know it was one and the two and the three and the four kind of walked their way through it but with you as the eight and Troy Field and Tim Baumgren were buried pretty deep in there too yeah. they had to play Rosie and Ricardo in the first round yeah and like with you guys like making those upsets we saw a lot of different matches that we wouldn't normally see and they're like the contenders bracket was brutal the one versus the four to take a yeah. fifth yeah yeah I think that's crazy mm-hmm and then and Casey Patterson and Chase Budinger played really well. They did, yeah. That was definitely, a, I mean, I would say that's a coming out party for Chase, the way he was blocking against Nick, um, kind of showing the world what his potential is. Because last year, I mean, he got probably overhyped just because he's an NBA athlete and, like, right. an extremely athletic person. Um, but, I mean, he came out this year and, and made a statement, I think, early on. Now he's got to build on that and try to do it internationally, which is yeah. a whole other monster. But yeah. he's he's been good when I've seen him at training. Yeah, I feel like people always forget that Chase is this is his second year playing beach volleyball yeah, since exactly. like high school, aside from four man and six I know, man. It's kind of scary. And you look at him and like uh, I was watching the finals at Delaney's house on Sunday, and there were zero hitting errors from either team in the first set. You look at that, like, with Chase and Casey, Taylor and Jake, like, those are four pretty physical players. Like, yeah. you're, someone's bound to hit a swing out at some point, and no one did. And, like, Chase has only been playing for two years. That was his second final. And he got served most of the balls. He didn't hit a single ball out in the first yeah. set. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, playing under that pressure is, like, probably nothing for him. Doesn't even feel it, True. I would guess. Um, yeah, I think he's just... He can only expand his game from here. He has the physical game down. Uh, I think playing... It's like those small veteran things, you know? Playing different winds, different sands, different balls. Yeah. Different uh, teams bringing different strategies, you know? Seeing, like, the Adrians out there. Those are the things where it's, like, 
for me at least, I'm like, God, there's so much to learn. You yeah. have to like continue learning at all times. And I feel like I've been out here for a while now trying to learn all this. Um, but yeah, he gets up. Yeah, he flies. Deceivingly high. Yeah. I don't know if it's deceiving. He looks like he's getting pretty high. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, never, I didn't, it doesn't seem like he's like trying that hard or yeah. like, it just seems like he just kind of floats up there. And I yeah. don't think of him as like getting up as big as like a Theo uh, or a Phil, like those big guys. Yeah. But he's, he's might be up there with them. Yeah. Pretty yeah, close he, at least. Yeah, he flies. Probably it's, at least where Jake's at. Maybe higher than Jake actually now. Probably, because he's not that much smaller, but I think he he does jump better and make a little bit more athletic moves, where Jake is more just kind of like Tim Duncan. He's, he's just real fundamental, yeah. not going to do anything insane like an Anders making those horizontal moves. Yeah. Jake's just kind of like, he'll take his space, he's going to get his blocks, and there's no reason for him well, to go but Jake, make these crazy moves with Taylor. Jake will put his hands outside. He's really good with his hand placement outside yeah. of his body line. Uh, whereas like a Phil doesn't really do that, so you'll see Jake break his elbow and and do take these low angles. Yeah, uh, and his footwork's really good and all that. Whereas Phil's a little more compact and just gonna like he lines up well and is just gonna go like take a lot of your court. Yeah, but you're not gonna see like too many single hand movements. Uh, and I think Chase is more like that, like Phil, like where he'll just press real big on the ball and. If you come his way, he's going to block it. He's going to be really solid and steady, which is what I thought he did against Nick really well. And Nick kept trying to challenge him low. I'm like, yeah. you're not going to go through him, Nick. Like, you got to start chopping. But, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was impressive. And Casey, of course, seeing him back in the finals was... Especially in Huntington. Not it's great Casey. to see. I mean, Casey's... <laughs> I didn't like... I played him in two Huntington finals, yeah. I think, at this point. <laughs> no, yeah. Maybe two. Uh, yeah. Seeing him back in the finals is like, damn it. He's <laughs> <You're> back. <good. laughs> yeah. He looked good. Yeah, especially like Casey looked real well. Yeah. Jake and Casey and Huntington, that's their... That's like their spot. Yeah. Yeah. Although Hayden was gone, and uh, we should look at this stat, by the way. I want to say he's been in the finals for like 10 years straight. When he goes. Yeah, when he was there. We can, we we can look, look this up. I'll look at it. We know, we know that BVB is <laughs> like my favorite website in the world, so <laughs> we can awesome. find this out. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the men's side last year was very top-heavy, and you noticed a clear difference when a couple of teams were missing, like in San Francisco. It was like, wow, there's a lot of teams gone. But mm-hmm. here there were a couple of teams gone, and, you know, we had, I don't know what it's seed Trent team were, but tournament. they were in the semifinals, and, like, Ricardo and Rosie were in the – I mean, they were in the teens for seeds, and, like, they had to work their way through the contender's bracket. Dude, it's so deep. It's deep. It's really deep. It's really deep this we year. We had, what, three teams missing? Uh, Depending on if Kalinske and Evans are right. playing AVP, which yeah. we don't really know. Yeah, so we had three teams that were not there that could normally be here for the rest of the year. Right. And Phil and Nick took a fifth. So yeah. let that sink in. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's going to be crazy for yeah. sure. Uh, Reed and Theo are going to be really good, uh, with especially with the Wilson. Yeah, Reed's just getting better. Just uh, he can bomb that. Ryan's always dangerous, and Ryan. I don't know. I I I'd like to see a year where, unless it's me, where it's not the same winner every time. You know, 
when it was Phil winning every turn event, right. blah, 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 Jake and Casey won a big chunk at one point. It was boring. How many winners do you think we'll have in the eight tournaments on the AVP Ooh, this year? That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I think we'll have like five because it's an Olympic year. A lot of teams will be missing random tournaments. Not no one's everyone's going to miss at the same three. time. Yeah. But Jake and Taylor are going to stay for for a few more. Yeah. I think like Jake and Taylor could get multiple. Phil and Nick could get multiple. You and Trev will be gone for oh, so many. Four or five. Yeah, it depends if we get to play Seattle and Manhattan's over a four-star. But we're going to try to skip that because we don't want to be in Moscow, even though... We should be playing all the world tour. Yeah. So I, I think that that'll be a, a good thing to look at in review, how many teams won this year versus like we might, maybe it'll be a new record for how many new teams won an AVP tournament in one single year. That'll be cool. Yeah. Cool. How about the girl side? The girl side's crazy. Dude, girl side's gnarly. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you look at it, you know, um, teams like Kelly Reeves and Brittany Howard, who I think are fully capable of winning like an event in Austin. Yeah, they could be if due for one. I don't know if they're going to Itapema for a four-star or not. Um, but, like, they could easily win in Austin because, like, they should have beaten Sarah in summer. They were up 13-10, had a couple match points, and they just kind of let it yeah. go. I th- but I they're, was... ca- they're very capable of beating one of the, arguably the best team in the world in Sarah in summer. Yeah. And, like, if, for a small draw where they won't have to play that many, as many high-level matches as 2014, like, I think they could win. Yeah. Taryn Summer can obviously win. Uh, Brandy, you know, she can play, and she then, can win. And then just throw in, like, the best blocker in the world and then <laughs> yeah. the other best blocker in the world <laughs> and her partner. That's, yeah. like, that's like the men's side having, like, uh, I don't know, Brown Musin just jump on tour. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. Really? <laughs> Prize money better go up. Yeah, which do you, it did. Do you like the international presence on the AVP? Yeah, I mean, I do. I do believe and understand that it has to stay domestic, like for us to really grow the tour and the sport um, within the U.S. And I think you know you don't want to take away too many opportunities, um, but. The higher level of the volleyball, the better it's going to be for the fans, right? And at the end of the day, we're entertainers. Yeah. So it'll suck more for players. Um, but I also truly believe that the better our domestic tour is, the better we're all going to get, you know? Yeah. The more high-level matches we're going to be. Because on the world tour, we're like, we're playing some really high-level volleyball in every single match. And it used to be on the AVP, the first few matches weren't very hard. Now we're getting to that point where you can't take any matches yeah, there's off. There's no real coasting. Yeah, and that's only going to make us better. We're just playing good volleyball all the time. And uh, that's going to be one of those things that's going to help our country get more uh, medals on the yeah. podium. And that's USA Volleyball. We had Tyler Hellebrand on here, and that's obviously their goal right here. Yeah. They want more of these. That's all their goal is. Uh, obviously, world champs and Olympics are the best ones, but... Um, I think a stronger domestic tour will help USA Volleyball get more medals. And I think what you mentioned as a fan of the game, like you love seeing Melissa Humana Paredes and Sarah Pavin pushing Ava Ross and 
I was climbing Dude, sixteen just, fourteen in the third. Yeah, that's like, such a treat. Or whatever it was, seventeen fifteen, whatever the final. Like that was an awesome final. Uh-huh. And not saying we don't get that if they're not in the tournament, but we got to see six five Pavin against six five Climbing, and then two of the best defenders in the game with April and Melissa. Like and that's years, right in our backyard. A few years ago, we were watching blowouts in the final. Like yeah. you know, like April and Carrie were just smashing everyone. Yeah. It's just boring <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. No, I I think it's it's good for the sport. And if AVP keeps growing, they're adding more prize money every year, more events. That'll create more enough opportunity for the back of the main draw teams who aren't winning or making finals, semis, to uh, stay afloat and and still be able to make a living. That's kind of the goal I think is for the all the main draw players to be able to be professional volleyball players without. Yeah you know, having side jobs, which only on the AVP is going to be tough, but I think that's something to strive for. Yeah. yeah. And then while we're on that topic of only on the AVP, you are about to be on a crazy journey. Oh, dude. I'm going to walk our listeners through your schedule. You go, so you're skipping Austin for yes. it to, for it to Pema, Unfortunately. Four star. Unfortunately, we're skipping Austin. Uh, because we'll be in Brazil, and then from Brazil we fly forty hour one way <laughs> to <laughs> Xinjiang, China. Uh, <laughs> That's so long. We go Itapema, <laughs> like hour something to uh, Rio, Rio to Chicago, which is like twelve hours. Chicago to Hong Kong, which is like fourteen hours. <laughs> And then another two hours, and then who knows how long the bus ride is. Don't know what day it's going to be. Yeah. And then we got to play, like, I think we got two-day break. Uh, and nice. then so get some training. So then China, and then Ostrava, which is Czech the Czech Republic, Republic. four-star. And then we're going to jump back across the Atlantic to um, New York. New York. Right. It's funny, when you come back in the country, I'll be leaving it. So me and Kyle Friend are playing in Orseca in La Paz. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we're, we're, just, we're just trading spots. I heard that's a good spot, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's what Billy good Allen... Good choice, He kind of, like, cemented that decision for me. I was like, do I skip New York? Do I play La Paz? And Billy's like, uh, La Paz is pretty nice. <laughs> I was like, all right. La Paz is... I, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Twist my arm. Dude, yeah. yeah. No, that's <laughs> not a terrible choice. Plus, you get some international points. Yeah. That's the way to go. Yeah, so you go to New York. And New York? Then, I haven't played New York yet. Really? So I'm excited for that. It's more like, I hate New York City. It is a really fun site. I think it's the most unique city on earth, and I appreciate it for that, but it's just, yeah, it's not for me. I'm an yeah, island you're guy. Island boy. You're I'm a farm boy. Farm boy. <laughs> We're good. We walk through it just like, what the hell? All right. Like, Where are these buildings? Where are the cows? Is there a tree anywhere? Let me see a tree. <laughs> yeah. I just want to, like, hug a tree for a second, like, touch some dirt, maybe. Yeah. Or some sand. Yeah. Um, New York, Poland, then we come back. Warsaw? Warsaw. Okay. And then we come back for Seattle. And I'll tell you guys if we have a week off. These are just back to back. Seattle, then we go back to Germany for world championships. Then we go. Also, congrats to Billy Allen and Stafford Slick who got in. So a lot of people were wondering, so Billy and Stafford went to... I just found this out, by the way. I had no yeah, idea. I found this out at practice this morning. 
So we finished practice, and, and Stafford checks his phone. And he goes, let's go. I was like, what's <laughs> up? And he's like, we just made world champs. So I didn't think they had a shot at it. And I don't think they did either. And so, so a lot of people were wondering, like, what they did. They went to Norseca in Mexico, played two matches, forfeited, didn't get flew a, back. They didn't get a travel stipend for it. Yeah. And they didn't, I don't think they got any prize money. Yeah, so, pe- like, so people were wondering, like, what the heck was happening. Yeah, you'd have to get prize money for, like, a 13th in a Norseca. Yeah. <laughs> and so what it did was, so Phil Dahlhauser, Nick Lucena, and Jake and Taylor, and you and Trevor... Got three automatic bids to world champs via points. Yeah, so we didn't know we were getting the automatic bid. We were, like, on the cusp. Right. So we thought we were getting the continental bid. Right, which is the purpose of the Norsecas. Right. And then so what happened was that you guys had enough points, and which gave the continental bid to Billy and Stafford. So we now have four in world champs with you Look in at Hamburg. Us. Yeah, so the U.S. is not that bad. <laughs> we no. got four. Yeah. And it's funny, like, I don't, you don't really have to care about seeding anymore on the world tour because it's, it's so deep. Dude, like, you have, last seed, first you have seed, Andre Wanderley. It's going to be hard like, Andre Lola and George Wanderley coming out of qualifiers. Like, the right. seeds just don't matter. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. So just be main draw and you're like, oh, perfect. Yeah. Like, Alison and Alvaro coming out of qualifiers and they just won in uh, Malaysia. They could win world championships. For sure. Like, Easily. Yeah. Alvaro plays... I think Alvaro's been to a world champ final, maybe. He's won a major. He won Fort Lauderdale two years he won, ago. He's won a few majors. And Alisson's obviously won the Olympics, so... Yeah. So, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like Brazil's four. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I honestly don't know if I can uh, tell you the rest of the schedule. It's something after Germany. It's like we stay in Europe. I think... Oh, we go to Stad. And then at some point it's Vienna, maybe Portugal next. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, guys. And Tokyo is in that mix too. Oh yeah, Tokyo is during Hermosa. Well, yeah, we obviously so don't know past. The we'll update you. <laughs> <laughs> you can look it up. Yeah. So so try is going to be gone for a very long time. Yeah, I'm basically there's a chance I come back for like two or three days in the next three months. <laughs> just crazy ish well until <laughs> August yeah yeah yeah. and then the one time I would have seen you I'll actually be gone we're not in New York oh damn <laughs> um, we can FaceTime brother <laughs> <laughs> or WhatsApp well we're gonna have to keep in touch you know cause we're starting a little YouTube channel yeah right yeah so we got behind the scenes here we got our guy Ryan Radira who uh did I pronounce that right there we go. Yeah, um, he's legit behind the scenes right now. Yes, yeah, so we've been we've been trying to add an extra element to Sandcast, and so we added um, a video of the podcast with P fourteen forty. But we're now adding kind of a we're starting not starting a YouTube channel because we've had it for a little bit, but right. we're adding good content to it's, it. It's actually going to be good. It's, now. Yeah, it'll actually be something on there. Yeah. Um, so we we got Ryan Radira, who's uh, he's the guy behind the AVP AVB. Network on Instagram um, does awesome video stuff with volleyball. We got him. He's uh, following us around to do sort of a behind the scenes look at two kind of dichotomous paths in beach volleyball. So we have mine, which is just trying to make it out of domestic qualifiers into main draws in the AVP, and then we have Tries, who's pushing for the Olympics. So two very different 
types of beach volleyball journeys that we are going to be documenting and putting out on YouTube. The first one will be out in late May. And then from there we'll be starting around last week. Right. So we had we had Ryan follow me around uh, as I died in the qualifier, (laughs) and then we had him follow and try around uh, as he dominated main draw, made a Sunday, and then so each week, well, or every other week, whatever we, however regularly, I think every other week week beginning at the end of May, we'll kind of have a new episode. The show is going to be called. Beach Access, yeah, yeah. Uh, presented by Sandcast. So we're pretty excited about it. I think it'll be a fun little project. It'll be different from what the McKibbins are doing. We don't want to step on their toes, um, you know, with the tutorials and all that. It'll be different from what Anderson and Christian are doing because it's not a vlog right. style. We have Ryan kind of with us. and We know that we got a real we, video guy. if we have the camera in our hands, <laughs> it's bad, it probably man. won't turn out that well. <laughs> yeah. So we got a real video guy to do it the right way. And, uh, nah, it's going to be good. It's going to yeah. be dope. Yeah, so you'll see two very different sides, you know, and obviously Ryan, like, there's only one of them, so we can't have him everywhere with us. And Ryan's filming us right now, so you might be seeing what you're hearing right now (laughs) in the show. (laughs) Sandcast the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah. So so that's kind of the next evolution of Sandcast. Um, And two, like, I got to say, like, at Huntington... um, it's so, like, I don't know how many people, like, come up to you or approach you for Sandcast, but mm-hmm. it's, like, it's the coolest thing when people come up and just say, like, thanks for doing the podcast. Like, totally. I'm just kicking it with my boy drinking a beer, talking volleyball. So the fact that you guys enjoy it, like, is so awesome. So whenever you want to, like, say hi, like, it, it, like, makes my day every time, even yeah. when I lose in the qualifier. For sure. <laughs> we love it. And feedback, too. Like, if you guys have ideas for us and, uh, you know. Or if you think, you know, we got to cut something out, if I need to shut up more, then uh, then we're open to the yeah. constructive criticism. But, uh, yeah, we, we thank everyone that gives us support uh, on site for sure. Yeah, I love so we'll, we'll let you guys know in the first episode of Beach Access is that we're kind of stoked about the name, too. We kicked around a lot of bad names. Yeah, real bad and ones. Then, <laughs> <laughs> but you do enough bad things and one good one eventually pops up. I knew it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So then we have uh, Austin's coming up really quick. Well, when do you leave for Brazil? Sunday. Sunday. The 12th. Okay. Which is, yeah. And then I'm out, uh, I'm getting in Austin a day early so I can get acclimated to that heat and humidity. Oh, yeah. yeah Last so be, year, this is your spot, yeah, Austin. This is, first this is number one. right? Yep. Good go. vibes here. It was funny. You know, I was thinking. I was talking to Miles. So me and Miles, like, we took that loss pretty hard. In, Miles in Huntington. Miles Mugutu Tia, my right. partner. Um, we took that. We both took it pretty hard because we played so well. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this before we went on that, like, you can play really well and still lose. And that's yeah. just how deep it is. And, like, you guys open up with Avery and Zahn. Like, that's a really tough opening. Yeah, definitely. And like, I actually never played Zahn before. Um, anyway. But yeah, so like me and Miles like played really well, um, and then someone's at the door, the studio door. 
Don't hit that skip button, everybody. We're going to be right back here with Sandcast. Just taking a brief second to give a big thanks to our sponsors. First and foremost, goes out to Wilson. Everyone should be stoked that the AVP season is coming up, which means that you need to order up your Wilson volleyballs or any other volleyball equipment you may need. So go to wilsonvolleyball.com to get that. Best news, you can get a discount. Wilson Sand. It's 20% off if you use our Sandcast Wilson discount. So hop on over, get your preseason equipment, get ready for the season coming up at wilsonvolleyball.com and use wilson sand for a 20 percent off discount this show is also brought to you by our guys at firefly recovery these guys are awesome try just went to doha and was using firefly recovery in the hotel room they've got them in the recovery tents on the fivb they're the best things possible because they're super mobile you can bring them on planes if you're traveling around the world i'm about to use them when i go to vienna and italy for snow volleyball you can bring them to work if you want they they just stimulate the blood flow in the area that's sore or injured and it helps it recover way faster and also just feels really good so if you're sore if you're or if you just want to stay on top of your recovery, use Firefly Recovery. It's the best thing on the market right now, and it's really cheap, too. So give them a try. Go to fireflyrecovery.com. And now for our Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic FIVB ranking update. Leading the charge for the men is Russians Vyacheslav Krasilnikov and Oleg Stoyanovsky. At number two, welcome aboard two-time gold medalist winners of Sydney and Doha, Esteban and Marco Grimalt, who are cousins, not brothers. Leading the way for the Americans at the moment, though that's likely to change here soon, is Triborn and Trevor Crabb. And for the women, at number one is Brazilian's Rebecca Cavalcanti, winner of the P1440 Top Guns event, and Ana Patricia Silva. At number two from the U.S. is Emily Day and Betsy Flint, silver medalists in Sydney. Uh, followed at number five is Brooke Sweat and Carrie Walsh Jennings. And at number six is Kelly Clays and Sarah Sponso. More Americans at 11 and 13 with Brittany Howard and Kelly Reeves and Alex Kleiman and April Ross, respectively. So really solid showing in our Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic Rankings update from the American women here. And now we're going to let you get back to the show. Well, where were well, where were we? Well, where were we? Um, we were talking about uh, the the miles, and I like kind of took that one hard. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. we played really well. Like it was really similar to how like miles didn't even play Huntington last year because you were talking about how like Austin is where like the good vibes are. That's where I'm yep. my first main draw, and like Huntington, miles couldn't even play because it was an FIVB, and he's stuck in American Samoa. Yeah, and I lost almost in the exact same way I did last year. So we we played way better than I did last year. Like, me and Miles, like, first set or first match, like, cruised. It was, like, no problem. And then second match we played Casey Losick and Lev Prima, which Casey's really good. Like, he's one of the guys that, like, everyone should be keeping their eye on. Like, he's 18. Last year he took uh, Lombardo and Antaveros, the Mexican Olympic team, to three. Like, legit. Yeah. Really good. And uh, And he's made probably five or six main draws. And played him and Lev, and Lev just has his cannon serve. Sometimes it's on, sometimes it's way off. Mm-hmm. And against us, it was on, but we still, like, first set controlled it. We just won every switch 4 3 the whole way. And we won 21 16. It was like, we, and then second set, same thing. We're up 12 9. On to the good side. And so, like, the qualifier day was like, there's a pretty significant difference between good side and bad side. And I was like, all right, like, if we win this good side, like, this match is ours. Right. And, we let a few easy ones go, and then Lev got 
he got on the good hot. side with some momentum, and it, it was just trouble. But, like, even going into the third, like, we still went up 10-9, had a chance in trans, missed it. Uh, we're up 12, or we're up 11-10, had a chance in trans, missed it. 12-12, chance in trans, missed it again. So we kept getting these opportunities. Like, we played really well, and they made plays. Yeah. It wasn't that, like, we were just wailing balls out. So, like, it sucked because, like, Miles called me, and he was like, dude, like, we played way too good to lose. Like, yeah, like, you're definitely right. And he's like, like, that sucked. But, like, we both feel good going into Austin, even though it sucks, like, that we lost Huntington. Because mm-hmm. it just sucks, like, we did everything right and we lost. Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's like, you really got to be mentally strong in a sport where it's tournaments. Yeah. Everybody loses. If, if everyone's goal is to win, then everybody except one team loses. Yeah. So you have to be able to compartmentalize the losses for yeah. sure and be able to take the victories out of it like especially for like me and Trev like I was freaking up early this morning just thinking like god damn it I lost to Jake again <laughs> yeah like super bummed about it but um, we played good ball same thing yeah we didn't lose it necessarily definitely got a little tentative in certain Spots and then we allow we left the door open for them to close it, uh, which sucks. Yeah. Um, and like Jake making great serves towards the end and all that, but yeah, I'm just like trying very hard to find the positives of it, and there are plenty, but they're hard to find. And in our sport, I think it's super important that you're able to find those because this is the first event. If we're gonna stress out majorly about the first event we're going to be in big trouble later on. Right. Know? And I think it's super important to like, it's just have a zoomed out perspective. You know, like I lost in a, in an AVP qualifier, but my job that day on a Thursday was to go play beach volleyball. Right. Yeah. Like, that's a really good day. Like people take time off of work to do that for vacation. And I was telling Brittany Howard the same thing. Cause she was really bummed after losing that really good match with Sarah and summer. And she was like, oh, I'm like, I'm so bummed. I was like, I'm like, you just put yourself in a position to beat the best team in the world. Like, right. that's a pretty good way to spend a Friday. Yeah. She's like, isn't that the like, crazy? Yeah, you're thing? right. The better you get, you just keep raising the bar. Yeah. So, the same loss, like you could lose at ninth and be pissed, but then you raise your stand, you know, and then you get better. You raise your standard, and it feels the same to lose a fifth. Yeah. And now for me, it feels like that to lose thirds every time. Whereas at one point, that would have been the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah everything scales. Even last year, would have been, it was, would have been great in my first two AVPs to get a third. And now it feels like crap. Yeah. And that's what, when we had uh, the forever forgotten uh, deleted Ed Ratledge podcast that only me and you got to listen to. Yeah, it was know, two when, good people. We couldn't when, share it. Because yeah. <laughs> Ed said that expectations are the thief of joy. Right. And that's super true. Because, you know, before, you know, two years ago, I'd have been like, oh, my God, I made it to the third round of an AVP qualifier. Right. This is the greatest day of my life. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, like I was so <laughs> mad. Yeah. And just, like, despondent. Like, I didn't talk to people for, like, like 24 hours after that. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, like, you made a semifinal. I thought you went to Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just hunkered down. <laughs> I was, like, talking to people around the site. That and we like collectively thought you were in Alabama for some reason. Yeah, well, I was gonna take a red eye there to Gulf Shores to cover the NCAA championships, and then right. I was looking at ticket prices and I was like, 1500 bucks 
No, oh, I'm gonna what? watch it on ESPN. Oh no way! Well, like because Red Eye like that night. They're oh, expensive. okay, right, yeah. yeah, okay, got it. Um, but yeah, so at the end of the day, like we're both gonna use like experiences from Huntington, get yep. better, move on. You'll be going to Brazil. I'll be going to Austin. And overall, we want the sport to succeed, and I think that was an ideal opening week uh, for oh, our sport. Yeah, yeah. AVP, awesome. for the AVP tour for you know beach volleyball in America for all the players. I think that's uh, the start to the season that we wanted to see. Really yeah. high-level volleyball. Yeah. So be on the lookout for Beach Access. We will let you guys know when the first episode is published, and we will uh, catch you guys next week on Sandcast. <laughs>